0: Welcome back to the Learn English podcast, the podcast teaching English in context so you can learn naturally. My name is Dr. C and I'm a TESOL certified English teacher. I teach English online to students who are learning it as a second language. I created this podcast with the goal of it becoming a resource for you to help you with your fluency, vocabulary, and knowledge of American culture. If you are listening to or watching this episode, when it comes out, it is January 1st and officially 2024. I would like to wish everyone a happy new year and hope that you had a wonderful holiday season. Because it is January 1st and because there is a tradition of people making New Year's resolutions, on today's episode, I would like to focus on these resolutions. I would like to discuss the history of them which ones are the ones that are most commonly made, and give you some tips so you can be successful with your resolution this year. Even though people tend to make New Year's resolutions every year, research has shown that people in general don't keep them for very long. It's very hard to follow through and actually finish the year still doing your New Year's resolution. Because of this, I would like to give you some advice, some tips, so that you can build a successful New Year's resolution program and complete it this year. So, with that, let's begin. With the beginning of the year comes the tradition of making New Year's resolutions. Now, these resolutions are goals or intentions that someone sets for themselves to change something about their life or to accomplish something in a given year. The tradition of making those resolutions is actually pretty old. It can be traced back 4,000 years to the ancient Babylonians. The Babylonians would make resolutions or promises to their gods and this usually had to do with finances so they would do this every year with the changing of the year fast forward to the roman empire and julius caesar actually made january 1st the beginning of the year in the roman calendar and named the month after the greek god janus This developed a tradition of people making New Year's resolutions to Janus and setting their intentions for the year. As the years and decades progressed, this tradition started incorporating more cultures and religions and spread really throughout the entire world. People, when it came along to Christianity, would make intentions to increase their spirituality or their character or become more saint-like, I guess you could say, more religious, act more in a uh, Christian manner towards other people. And the tradition itself actually gained even more prominence, even more acceptance in the 19th and 20th centuries. During this time, there were a lot of self-improvement magazines, And these magazines started writing articles about the tradition of New Year's resolutions, and they encouraged people to make these resolutions to improve themselves. So they encouraged people to focus on their health, on their finances, on their skills, and encouraged people to make these resolutions every year. So with these magazines in the popular culture, people started to accept this custom more and more, to participate in their tradition more and more, and that's when it really became very popular. In general, people tend to make resolutions in the same categories every year. By far, the most common category has to deal with health and fitness. People will say that they would like to get healthier, exercise more, lose weight, improve their mental health, decrease their amount of stress, or something along those lines. Because of this, here in the United States, and I suspect in other countries as well, during the month of January, there are a lot of advertisements and a lot of sales on the health and fitness industry products. For example, you will see advertisements for gym memberships, nutrition supplements, pre-cooked meals that get shipped to your house so you can quickly cook them and eat nutritious food at home. Something along these lines, they just flood the market at this time of year because so many people focus on this category. In the United States, the second most popular category deals with improved finances. About 38% of people who make a New Year's resolution fall into this category, and this would deal with... Getting more money, so maybe getting a promotion at work or changing careers to get a new job that would make more money. Other popular categories deal with better work-life balance, spending more time with your family, learning new hobbies, and learning a new language. Maybe you are one of the people who has an intention, a New Year's resolution, to learn a new language this year, learn English, for example, and maybe that's why you're here watching or listening to this episode. Now, in general, people tend to make New Year's resolutions, but do not tend to keep them for very long. As I said before, research has shown that most people will fail at keeping their New Year's resolution in a given year. A study by Forbes Health showed that about 8% of people will fail within the first month, 22% fail within two months, and another 22% fail within three months. On average, the survey found that the average resolution only lasted 3.7 months. So if you failed at keeping a New Year's resolution before, do not feel bad. Like I said, most people will fail at keeping their New Year's resolution. However, there are things that you can do to improve the likelihood that you will keep your resolution. The first thing that I would say, the first piece of advice that I would give to help you keep your New Year's resolution this year is find a motivation why. People will have external motivation or internal motivation. External motivation means that you are motivated by things or people around you. Internal motivation means that you are being motivated by yourself. There is a thought or a belief within you that is motivating you to try to make this change. Internal motivation is a lot more powerful than external motivation. If you are trying to stay motivated and develop a habit and keep that habit, it is important to find that internal motivation, your reason why you would like to do something. I personally read a newsletter by the actor Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you don't recognize that name, which hopefully you do because it's a pretty unique name. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the Terminator in the Terminator movies. He has been in a number of acting roles. He was also Mr. Olympia because he was a former bodybuilder. And he has a newsletter on health and fitness, but also that focuses on motivation, I personally like reading his newsletter. I think it's very insightful and I'll leave a link below so you can check it out if you're interested. In that newsletter, in the one that I read, he talks about motivation and trying to build an unbreakable habit. In it, he says, if you're going to build an unbreakable habit, it helps to shift your perspective and create a deeper why. When there's a purpose behind your action, it's much harder to fall apart. And when you create these new habits, take the time to ask yourself, what do I want my life to look like? I think that that is the most important piece of advice when it comes to building a habit. When you are externally motivated, when you are motivated by the things around you, it is more likely that you will fail than when you are internally motivated. When you are setting your New Year's resolution, take the time and think to yourself, what do I want my life to look like by December of this year? What is it that I hope to accomplish in the next 12 months? Visualize that. Picture what your life will look like. Will you be living in a different city? Will you be speaking a different language? Will you be able to do some type of physical task that you're currently unable to do? Think about that and really visualize it so you can make it personalized for yourself. The second piece of advice that I would say is set a measurable goal. Now, I've talked about this in the past. I talked about this in our second episode about how long it takes to learn English. So I'm going to just briefly discuss that again for those of you who might not have watched or listened to that episode. What I mean by measurable goal is something that you can actually measure. It drives me crazy as an English teacher to hear students come up with these goals that are not very tangible, we would say. Goals that are about things that you cannot measure. For example, I hear a lot from students that they want to become fluent in English. And every time I hear that, I ask them, what does that mean? What does fluency mean? Because there are a lot of definitions for fluency. Personally, I watch a lot of polyglots on YouTube and almost all of them have their own definition of what it means to be fluent. I've heard people talk about being able to understand a native speaker as being fluent, being able to speak with a native speaker, being able to joke around in a language as being fluent, be able to talk without making mistakes. That is very different. All of those different definitions are very different from each other. So you have to actually define and set a goal of what you think that means. When you have a measurable goal, then you can actually set your intention and you can know if you are actually reaching that goal. If you just say, I would like to be fluent, and you don't know what fluency means and you don't really have a definition for it, you don't know if you're fluent. How can you ever tell if you don't know what that means? Instead, if you say, I would like to have a 30 minute conversation with a native speaker, then you can see if you can do that. You can have a conversation, you can time it and you can see, is it a 30 minute conversation? Or if you say, I would like to be able to understand jokes and joke around in this other language, then you could try watching a comedy. You could try watching comedians. You could try reading jokes online on social media, looking at memes and seeing if you understand them. Again, that gives you a goal. It gives you a measurable goal and it gives you a way to check your progress and see if you are reaching that goal. That is very important because without a measurable goal, you cannot really follow through and you can't tell if you're successful. The entire point of wanting to build yourself up for success is being able to tell if you are reaching your goal, how far away you are from your goal, and knowing how you're making progress towards it. Again, this helps with motivation as well, because when you are checking your progress and you're seeing how you're moving towards that goal, that can help keep you motivated on days when you might not feel like doing whatever it is that you've set yourself up to do. Once you have your measurable goal, once you know what it is that you want to accomplish by the end of the year, what you need to do is you need to assess where you are starting from and determine what steps you need to take to reach your goal. Come up with a plan figure out how much time you can invest and what resources you will use to reach your goal. For example, let's say that your goal is to read a literature book written for native English speakers by the end of the year. What you need to do is determine what is your current reading level. Are you able to read native content currently or are you reading graded readers? Graded readers are things that are made for or adapted to people who are learning English. So the level is easier, the amount of vocabulary is a little bit smaller, and so it's easier to read. If you're starting there, then you know you have more work to do than if you're already reading native content. This isn't to get discouraged in any way, everybody has a starting point, but you need to know where your starting point is so you know how much work you need to do, and also so you can use appropriate resources. If you're already reading native content, then you don't need graded readers, and that's not a resource that's perfect for you at this moment. However, if you are at a lower English level, then graded readers are a great resource for you. Again, knowing that starting point determines what resources you need. Another piece of advice I would have is make sure you keep a realistic expectation of how much time you can spend. People tend to go crazy at the beginning of their resolution. People who have, haven't have worked out in a year will all of a sudden start working out two hours a day, six days a week, and just exhaust themselves. After the first couple of days, they can't move, their body is so sore, and they just give up on the whole thing. You don't want to do that. You don't want to... Go too extreme at the beginning and burn yourself out and lose your motivation to keep going. Have manageable expectations and have an idea in mind of what you can reasonably do in a day, in a given week, in a given month. For example, if you are busy and you're in school and you have a job and you have a family, don't tell yourself that you're going to study English for three hours a day. That's not reasonable. Tell yourself that you can study English for 20 minutes a day, that you're going to listen to one podcast a day, that you're going to read one newspaper article a day. Something along those lines. Give yourself something that you can actually do. When you set too high of an expectation and you fail to reach it, you lose motivation and it's easy to just give up. Having that expectation that is more manageable Something that you can actually do helps you succeed because you are able to actually do it every day. Research has shown that when you are able to succeed, when you are able to check off a goal and get it done every day, it builds your self-confidence and it increases your motivation. So have a reasonable goal of something that you know for sure you can do because being successful one day at a time Builds more and more success. I've had students in the past tell me that they are going to write an essay in English every single day. And then when I see them again the next week for our next class, I ask them how their essays are going and they'll say, Oh, I didn't write any. So they went from saying they're going to write an essay every single day, which personally I told them was too much. (laughs) But they went from having that goal to doing absolutely nothing because when you fail at a goal, you tend to build more failure. You tend to get discouraged and let every day keep going on without changing your habits. So your options really are to build success every day or to build failure every day, and you want to build success. I hope you found something interesting in this episode. A lot of people make resolutions. I have made them in the past, and a lot of people fail at keeping those resolutions, which is something I have also done in the past. If you are making a new year's resolution to learn a new language, to learn English, then I really want you to be successful and reach your goals by the end of the year. I hope you found something that you can take from this episode and use it in the future. If learning English is your goal for this year, please remember that input is so important for you on your English learning journey. Input is when you are reading or listening to a language and the amount of time that you spend doing these is directly related to your skills in that language. Reading and listening as much as you can will help you improve your English or any language that you're learning. That is the reason why I created this podcast. I teach English online and I hear a lot from my students that it's difficult for them to find material that's at their level. It's easy to find material for beginners, it's easy to find native level content in English, but that intermediate part when you're going between an intermediate level and an advanced level, it's difficult to find English that's at that range. If you look in the description of this podcast episode, you will find a vocabulary list of words and phrases and their definitions. I create this list for every episode to try to help you improve your English vocabulary. If you look back at any of our previous episodes, you will find this list and you will find a ever-growing library, I should say, of English material to help you improve your English level. If you have an intermediate level of English, if you're struggling to understand what I'm saying or understand everything in this podcast episode, my advice is that you start with this vocabulary list and get yourself familiar with the basic phrases that I'm going to be talking about and using in the episode. Then listen or watch the episode and see how that helps with your comprehension. If you're watching on YouTube, there are captions. I would strongly suggest trying to watch the episode with English captions. Of course, it is always easier if you are listening or reading in a native language, but really try to push yourself and turn on the English captions. This helps with input because you are hearing the sound and you're also reading the words that are related to those sounds that helps overall with your comprehension. Once you get to the point where you can listen to this episode without any captions, and then once you get to the point where you can understand everything, you really know that you have incredible listening comprehension skills and are very much on your way to fluency in English. If you are watching or listening to this podcast episode and you are enjoying it, please leave a rating on whatever app you are using. It helps us grow as a podcast and I really appreciate it. You can also recommend it to a friend so we can grow our audience and more and more people can discover this podcast. You can also check us out on social media. We're at at learnenglishpod and our website is learnenglishpod.com. If you have watched or listened all the way here till the end, I really appreciate it. I am so glad to be here with you on your English journey, and I am excited for what the coming year has in store for us. Reminder to like and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode when it comes out next week. And until then, keep learning English.